This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi maaf nahi karte. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta. This one is behind the paywall because we have put up paywall back up. So the Mufat Khor is joining us. Enjoy the chota hafta. For the full thing you're going to have to subscribe and come on this side of the paywall. Today, first of all I'd like to thank all those who have volunteered to be a part of our science desk. We have a fantastic science desk. I'd like to just boast a little bit here if I may Anand. Absolutely. So our science desk has now um actually 12 people. We have people who are, you know, from MIT, from the University of Wisconsin, Anand Ranganathan from a very own JNU. <laughs> we're going to be starting our science pieces from next week thank you all so much and we have one more uh, person who's written in to be a part of uh, the science desk and i shall tell you who that is but first let me introduce our panel to you madhu is at the indira conclave in bombay listening to uh, sarkozy and uh, prime minister modi and amitabh bachchan and other such worthies mm-hmm. manisha is pursuing a story because those of you who did contribute to nl sena we've almost topped up the story for murthal whether the rapes happened didn't happen what is this entire story around it we are just 20000 rupees short and have full confidence in you that you will top this up over the next week but we have sent her anyway with the certainty that you will top it up because 80000 rupees was already jama karod it had come in so on the panel today our very own anand ranganathan hello we have anand vardhan who is back with us hi anand hi our managing editor deepanjana hello and we have a guest joining us on the phone this is gopi those of yes. you hello hi gopi yeah, hi, hi. so gopi's full name is j gopi krishnan gopi krishnan j stands for j stands for my father's initial name's initial j chandran j chandra gopi krishnan okay you are right now the pioneer you started yes. as a sub broker in the stock exchange in kerala i started my career as a stock broker I see. Then I landed as Durgesh Singer. Then I landed this print media. I see. So basically, from stock broker, you were breaking news. What was? <laughs> it was At more. At that time, there was no computers. Huh. It was all like calling Sata markets. Your shout, shout, shout. So your lungs are well trained to be a reporter then. Yeah. If, yes, if yes. I if if I can introduce Gopi, huh. as I have said earlier also. The Go- Mallu Mafia. The yeah, the Mallu. You know, God forbid if Go- uh, Gopi undergoes narco analysis. I mean, the whole, <laughs> the whole goddamn media establishment will come down like a pack of cards. You know, honestly. <laughs> so Gopi. Yeah, I should keep uh, in touch away from the narco analysis. <laughs> And for information, uh, there was uh, it was K G Palagrishan who actually declared as narco analysis not correct. I see. I see. Oh, yeah, because he <laughs> must be frightened. Somebody will do narco on him. They declared narco as not not so good. But but you yeah. have also won the Ramnath Goenka Award for Journalist of the Year in 2009. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, I got it in 2012 only. Right. For my works in 2009 and 10. I see. So what was that work in 2009? It was uh, regarding uh, 2G 2G scam and others. But anyway. The problem in journalism is you get award. Ramnath Goenka is a prestigious award. We all drum for that award. But problem in Indian journalism is you get award only after 
you became success or your uh, target self failed and other thing because the, nobody was um, touching us when we were writing to g but after raja's revelation uh, so many people started giving awards and other so then yeah, it's okay getting awards is a, a very good thing and in to g time damnath goenga one guy one minister actually i think he boycotted the function whenever when my name called huh. he straight away walked off from the area who was this i ഫംഗ്ഷൻ she said uh, ramnath goenga awardi main winner will speak 2 3 minutes to us hmm. so chidambaram might have thought getting my kai would say some nasty things so so, so i see. thought that but so when i got the mic i said that only very neat things only <laughs> you want a party pooper but uh, but who, party who gave you the award Uh, it was by uh, Hamid Ansari oh vice acha. president and there was a joke also there what was the joke the joke was uh, all the awardees uh, mostly were lady uh, winners were ladies ha huh. and the ladies list is over so why should i wait for a bloody man to visit so he might have left that sort of another joke was spread oh, the joke was chidambaram would stay to watch the ladies being awarded but not the men i see <laughs> <laughs> okay okay on that note gopi i will just um tell you what we'll discuss today yeah. we have a fairly long list we'll try to cover as much of this as possible i don't think we'll be able to cover all of it because yeah, it is yeah, a yeah. hectic action packed week the election result yeah. of course the yeah. staggering bjp's result not just in up but making a government four of the five states mm. uh then uh the first ever bjp government in manipur after sam now manipur they seem to be yeah. spreading to areas where conventionally they haven't been be had any presence then the inevitable yeah. accusation of tampering of evms by mayawati yeah. followed closely by kejriwal <laughs> uh, and wanting to now have paper ballot for mcd yeah. then manohar parikar sworn in as the chief minister of goa on holy the navbhara times dreams up trump visiting india and then one piece of news that dominated at least social media and a little bit of prime time Uh, was the sexual harassment allegations of TF TVF founder Arunab Kumar although we've discussed in another podcast awful and awesome and I do hope you listen to that uh, we might just want to touch on it here Sanjay Leela Bhansali's Padmavati movie set burnt in Kolhapur and the Rajasthan uh, you know minister says that the Karni Sena will watch the film and they will be part of passing it whether it should be released or not and finally um the three mails that are to be read and of course my old friend tejender bagga being appointed as spokesperson <laughs> of bjp it's almost like avinandan being appointed you know i'm know. so so happy vamsham <laughs> so let us start with you gopi i'll tell you my view last but this entire election result has resulted in a similar pushback what happened post brexit and trump of searing critique of what people are calling armchair critics and this that and the other uh 
A, did you did you make any predictions? By the way, have they come out right or wrong? Uh, and what is your I actually, uh, actually before becoming journalist, huh. I was a political worker of Student Union of Congress, and I had uh, been an election agent and polling and counting agent till 1998. Wow! When I joined uh, till 1998, all the elections from 87 to. I was I was a polling and counting agent of Congress. So you met uh, you, you on, met Rahul Gandhi uh, in Kerala, and I stopped the political activity when I jo- got a job in Asianet. I stopped the political activity. Before the and in student activity, actually my over due to my over activism, the, the organization has suspended me from in 1991. But I continued my association with Congress. Ach. So <laughs> I will uh, this election analysis the problem most of the journalists. Uh, let us come to concentrate on UP. Hmm. Uh, as far as UP, uh, see, no, Mayawati has never won an election after her statue elevations. But there has been only one election uh, after, after that, right? After she took a disastrous step of putting statues across the Uttar Pradesh, uh, 2012 ke baad, she has never won an election. But th- there's so, uh, there's been so, only uh, but after there's been after only one the, election. All the elections after that shows the public anger and the alienation of public from her and her party. Yes. And as far as SP, uh, the media basically from the noy- uh, situated in Noida and who always get the largest and beneficiary of the uh, Uttar Pradesh government, Noida basically sector 16 based Indian media. <laughs> they never, they never, they, they never attack those who in power in UP. What GOP is saying is, most uh, television news offices are in Noida. Noida is just uh, on the other side of the border of Delhi. It falls under Uttar Pradesh, and because that comes under UP government, uh, they are very careful on what they say to people in UP. Because I remember they had summoned someone also in the parliament, right? Who was it? Rajdeep yeah, had been summoned. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, not no, parliament, no, no, assembly. Yeah. In the UPS, a few months before the election, India's largest paper, Times of India, got a land for university. Correct, we and discussed what is that. Bennett, Bennett what is the university's name? Bennett. Yeah, that's who Bennett. Is Bennett? Bennett. I don't know. I googled uh, who is Bennett. See, Times of India is owned by Samir Jain and Vinay Jain and Mother Indu Jain. What is their relation with the Bennett? Who is Bennett? And what is Bennett? Bennett and Conman was the two Britishers. And what is their role? Nobody is aware. There is no history. There is no photo of Bennett in this world. I don't tell James. Do they have any shame in putting their family members' name in their university? Their But who is Bennett? I don't know. Solve the mystery who, for us. Uh, who is Bennett? And they started a university. And what is Times of India's experience in running a university? They got a huge tract of land. And let us come to the uh, Samajwadi Party coverage. Samajwadi huh. Party has vertically split during the election. Well, the man who brought this creation uh, of the Samajwadi Party, Mulayam, is dead against his son. Bindisara, Ajada Shatru, Kara fight was going on. It is just like Indira Gandhi, Sanjay Gandhi time. Sanjay Gandhi, uh, the dismiss of Indira Gandhi, and she starts. He starts his own campaign. Congress will be saying that everybody is aware. SP is SP has vertically split, and this scene has taken away by Mulayam. And entire election, Mulayam is not at all talking. And whenever Mulayam comes out to media, he says he loves BJP power. 
But yeah. our media who is having the SP money power, they did it. Yeah, but that was, yeah. I mean, I think many also saying that that was a drama that was orchestrated. I, I said that would be it highly unlikely. It's not a drama. Uh, let's come to Anand. Anand, what is your view of this basically line of critique that's happening of even I think the Mumbai Mirror had this this thing, Ivory Taj, people don't understand what's happening on the ground and stuff. Do you think that is there is any merit to that critique or that is that even a thing or should it be? No, and the distance uh, of uh, media to what the electorate is feeling now that can be exaggerated also mm-hmm. because uh, uh, m- many a times voters don't uh, uh, say what they are, uh, what they their voting preferences are. Mm. So first, second is the numerical arrangement of those preferences in terms of win and uh, loss. That can be uh, a very tricky arithmetic uh, exercise to do for exit poll. So what I think is that the disconnect factor is a bit exaggerated. There are reports that whom the people were talking to when they were doing election surveys. Mm. Now, uh, are we getting overcritical about journalists? Uh, mm, uh, so that is one thing because the predicting elections or voting preferences has never been easy in any part of the world. Yeah, forever. So for forever. Decades. So it's not something new or uh, there are conspiracy theorists uh, having a field day that uh, uh, people were not inclined to predict because of this factor or that factor. So uh, the journalistic uh, criticism of the whole exercise, I think, is uh, a bit... Uh, uh, blown out of proportion right but uh, do you think um, this kind of a victory uh, d- d- by the way do you are you in the business of predicting or you stay away from it completely no i stay means uh, i have some gut feelings but they are just intuitions but did you think it would be such a mammoth victory i thought that bjp would have it easy but not on that uh, large scale Anand, what is your view? What do you think? Yeah, okay. So, An- both. An- Anand Ranganathan Anand and Anand Vardhan. Anand yeah. So, I'll call you Ranga, I'll call you Vardhan. So, okay. there's no confusion. Anand the <laughs> Anand. Yeah, no, I mean, as 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 you know, Abhinandan, we had a, a Facebook live session Correct. on the day the results came yes. out. And I think we, we discussed at length uh, the reasons or, uh, you know, the lack thereof. But just a couple of points. One is that this wasn't the first exit poll prediction that people got wrong. Hmm. I mean, I can't think of any election in the last decade or so where people haven't got things, you know, dramatically wrong. Hmm. Even Bihar election, so right. many, uh, starting from Bihar before that, the Delhi elections, before that, the Lok Sabha 2014 elections, nobody gave BJP or maybe just one or two uh, exit polls gave BJP, a, a, you know, a majority. Hmm. The other thing that, so, you know, this thing about... Uh, Journalists getting there's so many articles, including Tavleens and everyone, you know, how these guys, useless fellows, don't know anything, this and that. Mm. Well, it's hindsight is always, as they say, 2020. Yeah. So, you know, you can obviously thrash people. Let's say you have a license for that. But what I see increasingly happening, and of course, I, I as I said, I got it wrong because I, I thought demonetization is going to have, uh, you know, a tremendous effect. But I probably seem to be the only one who's kind of demarcated or, you know, uh, divided demonetization into the economic aspects of it and the social aspects right. of it. 
and my assessment was not so much that I've been consistently saying about the economic aspect because nations recover. Hmm. You know, in one, you know, now the stock market is doing so well. Hmm. Uh, 16 months ago, if you remember, people were saying, "My God, Modi ne kya kar diya stock market ko? It's crashing and all that stuff." Uh, but what is happening right now is because of the eu- euphoria. and the fact that demonetization per se did not play any role in fact probably played as uh, was discussed by sort of a positive role mm. people seem to be uh, you know kind of equating the um, the ignoring ignoring of suffering by the people as suffering did not happen at all right and this is this is very worrying you know this is almost like saying and i would go as far as to say that probably we deserve uh, this government in in which case because you know what are you trying to say that because uh, bjp won so big in in the up because people ignored the the suffering suffering did not happen so ineptitude can carry on so tomorrow you see going by this governments can do anything they want with so much of mediocrity ineptitude whatever and uh, people will say well you know this has no effect at all so please of course demonetization probably had a positive effect but do not uh, uh, you know kind of uh, belittle the tremendous mass suffering that happened on account of demonetization that's cruel uh, and that is exactly what social darwinism is and this is what this government has done and this is not the only government that has done every government has done it and every government supporter has done it is to ignore the suffering and then when you get results in your favor you say well this didn't happen at all um, but Sorry, i think yes. uh, but reading mass psychology is deceptive what is suffering for you and me may not be suffering for the people that we imagine that they are suffering on this but th- anand this scale. is this is the classic argument of you know you can say banality of evil or whatever that you know well uh, you think it is suffering and i you know uh, i do I not think, think suffering but it's not i mean say the people standing in long queues don't have same response to the exactly no yes. i think what a professor i uh, interviewed professor kumar today in fact that should be on the website as well you know he is the foremost authority on black money uh, he said the threshold of what the, you know the, the indian poor are capable of taking is far higher than what is your threshold or my threshold or the world over so it's way more no, complex but, i mean this is a very serious point you see mm. and this is where a lot of confusion arises and people take advantage of that now the moment you say that i am in no position because i i as anand i did not suffer which is true i just stood in line for one day or whatever mm. uh, so i am in no position to say that you know to qualify what is suffering and no, what no, is I'm not no i'm not saying that well, no I think I, what i'm just saying is, i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying the Correct. thinking is this now uh, if we see uh, uh, suffering on the streets if we see Uh, a father crying because uh, you know his daughter is not being admitted to a hospital mm. because uh, they He are wanting cash. new cash w- would i say well i'm not suffering it's not my daughter so i don't know i i cannot say whether that father is suffering or not and there are hundreds of thousands of such, of such instances you see but the, then you are also falling uh, to the um, you are falling in the trap of exceptionalism you are taking extreme examples there weren't extreme examples there were hundreds of such but we'll move on from this because you've discussed this dj uh, just to two little things one is that we have an article on the website by jp shukla ji hmm. who we have started calling shukla ji in the office out of respect and fondness shukla ji has written a really nice comprehensive piece for us about the um the the variety of reasons why the media didn't quite catch the 
drift towards UP. Hmm. Uh, one of the things that he says is that Delhi media didn't do homework. But he also points out the whole, you know, the Bennett and Coleman University, that sort of stuff that uh, so newspapers were essentially turning around and giving better coverage to SP. And that ended up blindsiding both the party as well as readers and, of mm. course, those who are in it. The point that you were talking about, that there are different uh, kinds of suffering that the poor were uh, going through. And so um, so that impacted as well. What I'm really uh, taken aback by is that now, now that the results have come out, now we're suddenly discovering that there are other things that the poor suffer. Hmm. You know, that now we're discovering that, oh, they fall off trains and they die. Very bad. Really? It was, yeah. I think that's the whole thing. Post factor one dissects stuff, which because now, you know, you can give reasons for X, Y, Z one. But coming back to Gopi, um, Gopi, I would like your views on um, A, the tampering of EVMs. We've carried a piece of... Is that already up, by the way? That'll be up by the time the podcast goes up, Anand's, on how difficult it would have to be, how many people you'd, you'd have to get, EVM basically. And army settled in 2013 by Supreme Court by the judgment of Sadashivam, Subramanian Swami versus Union of India, uh, Election Commission. Hmm. That case went up to five years. Hmm. There was three issues were there. One... Um, uh, he brought some engineer, some Hari Prasad or some, uh, somebody, and he uh, demonstrated how EVMs can be tampered. Yes. But the entire might of the state in 2009 was they put uh, Hari Prasad in some case and other things. And then there is another two issues where Election Commission and Government of India failed. One is the EVM produ- producing countries has stopped the production of EVMs and using the EVMs in their country in elections for some two, three, three, five decades. Why? They have stopped the... No, they, they said that this machine is not a trustworthy and it can be tampered. Okay. And, the, and then uh, these were all arguments. But there was a fatal argument was brought by Swami in the Supreme Court where government cannot counter. As per the information, EVM come under Information Technology Act, IT Act. As per the IT Act, when you enter a uh, impression in an electronic machine, there should have a receipt. Yeah, so that's our, right. Our, our EVMs have no receipt. So the Supreme Court has deliberated the issue. And now across the world, the EVM countries for the past 10 years has moved to a very good item called VVAPT, Water Verifiable Pepper yeah. Audit Trail. That's the slip One that comes out. But that's yeah. not there in all of them. But no, but what I'm saying is even without that, uh, what is the reason that these other governments don't follow the EVMs? I mean, surely tampering, I mean, you'd have to... Ta- so Supreme Court said that you, that's an election commission made a trail over souls petition. Uh, see, at present, we are having itna numbers. Eh? So Supreme Court said that you take it out in the phased manner. You bring new new machines and uh, uh, kick out the old machines. So the timeline, I think it is allotted up to 2019 or 2021. Now the Supreme Court, now the center, July 2006, cabinet has allotted 10,000 crores to election commission to buy new equipment. And today election commission has sought from the government one more, another 4,000 crores to replace around 1.8 lakh EVMs also. 
so it, it is a long process and as far as this evm tampering is not an easy job evm tampering two areas you can do one is chidambaram did in the shivaganga my god that is in the counting time you can change one candidate's wire to other candidates wire and you can change it no when that you say he did the, this did the court acknowledge this or this is just gopi telling me and we'll all be no, in no, shit this, <laughs> this is the supreme uh, shivaganga case is going on opposite party and including jayalalitha has said that you change during the counting that is the shivaganga case so this case is happening right now as we speak subjudice no 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 there is no issue shivaganga case is going on and uh, it will never end because it's a case between the candidate op- opposite candidate and uh, this man if i get and this another, right gopi and another case is hmm. and another style of tampering is has to happen from the booth onwards every machine you have to conduct tampering how you can conduct tampering not only your party agent in collusion with the returning and polling officers not only these three people other parties agent has to you have to bribe so that's what i'm saying you're going to have to the logistics of this are i mean there have to be a this secret plan will have to be secret among a few thousand people it can't uh, it can't be uh, can, uh, and you can do maximum uh, uh, 10 or 15 booths in a constituency plus uh, you know i remember and you, need, and you need a committed opposite uh, your own cadre plus you have to bribe the opposite cadre and you have to and as far as in up Uh, SP is ruling, and how so it's, uh, it's, it's just easier to do door-to-door campaigning. <laughs> the amount yeah, of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he, in some uh, UP, SP, uh, every staff is SP. And uh, how 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 can you uh, uh, SP and BSP in power? And where is the third party BJP has a say? Vardhan, yes, you were saying. Yes, there are two three things that I would want to point would say. Low credibility of public institutions in India now questioning EVMs is dangerous because it is feeding on the cynicism about low credibility of public institutions in India, and it is trying to create an air that. this can be questioned now that is a that is dangerous for an electoral democracy second thing is that it would not cut much eyes because of its selective nature mr kejriwal yesterday was giving more credit to the exit polls which mm-hmm. politicians conveniently slam that exit polls are bogus now he was saying that exit polls showed that we are winning this month not just exit polls i think he quoted someone i Shekhar think he Gupta hates most <laughs> shekhar gupta dalal according to him shekhar gupta and arvind could not be more <laughs> so with the convenience of result favoring you or not favoring you you prefer exit poll results or actual results so there is a kind of selectiveness so you think it's dangerous for an elected they, representative they, they, to start questioning the third the logistics of rigging or the whole state is so huge you have to take at least 250 is officers on board who is uh, who are presiding officers now that not being leaked at any point in time it's something unbelievable right and if i can add i mean and then we we are old enough hmm Uh, you may be mai to bachcha hu bhi speak for yourself no dipanjana and i are old enough to remember uh. that uh, uh, you know the time when evms weren't there i have i mean there were videos of in bihar where you know this ballot uh, yeah, box yeah. stuffing and booth capturing my god i remember in vp singh lalu prasad yadav record saying which was taken in a different way ki ki ballot box se jinn niklega acha <laughs> and 
people who were uh, aware of his electoral exploits hmm. took it the other way what will actually happen and i mean i i remember in i was it 89 that uh, vp singh won yeah yeah and in that election that was probably i think ndtv had just come in or you know something like that so there was uh, you know videos were in news track was in yeah and uh, that was the first instance where they filmed a uh, booth being captured that was mayhem was it om prakash chotala's man okay. mayhem that was chotala chotala yeah. they they bashed a guy to so death so do we want to go that. back to you know that kind of thing where uh, elections were decided by who captured the booth i mean that's ridiculous you mm. know i mean the whole point is it's evms are not network they're not connected and so, one more argument as uh, gopi was saying that uh, the developed countries abandoned uh, uh, this system 2 3 decades ago now the election commission of india says that our technology is far far superior right. and it it is unfair to compare the evm technology of 2017 to the technology when they were abandoned and also i just like to remind our listeners when bush won or as they say stole the election against al gore yeah it had to do with the ones that weren't completely punched <laughs> the ballot, hanged, yeah. ballot papers so even in america it went up to the supreme court and there's a very good podcast on actually npr i think we've once suggested it the uh, power you know, of the one vote the ticket no the power of the ticket that yeah, yeah. why the supreme court should never get into deciding elections uh, justice kalia had said that and finally the supreme court had to decide that florida count so i mean what i'm saying is even the in the us that ballot paper pachda hua tha you know moving on uh, you have uh, something but to by the way that. i think mayawati has decided to uh, to say that you're going to quote and quote celebrate 11th of march as black day because of the evm thing is that right yeah okay good luck with that i'm not sure about the evm thing it just seems like a lot of like you guys were saying that it's a massive operation to do but uh, there are a couple of interesting data that we have found and i am not going to get into further details hmm. because i would like to have the data properly on our side before i go out and make some claims but really? uh, our crack reporter amit bharadwaj and our crack data cruncher kritij malhotra are on to hmm. things oh so basically two and two is not adding because up to four in a few I cases i would not like to discourage but this has been done before in 2011 and there are explanations for this also that's why i think we need to this is why i don't want to say anything concretely but we'll do try, we are trying to that. see if it if it does all add up and there are explanations for it then obviously there is no story right uh, but there could be and meanwhile i think today is a very disturbing news that uh, samajwadi sp guys have burned down a whole village because they voted for bjp is that right yeah wow it's crazy okay. and back to the mayhem day means for four five constituencies even if you have suspension of belief it can be okay but to rig the whole state yeah, whole state it's too much i absolutely agree with that okay now moving on gopi uh, sorry before we move on i just have to read out this one mail from one of our subscribers this mail comes from n sudarshan mr n sudarshan says hi nl team i'm n sudarshan a sports journalist with the hindu in bengaluru i'm a great fan of your podcast though i was left extremely disappointed with your choice of mr sandeep bamsa as the guest first i found him extremely unconvincing and inadequately informed about most things he spoke on well that's a criticism i get often but anyway glad sandeep was unfair in my case or in sandeep's case <laughs> well, no 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 but uh, he he might have personal things to settle i thought he was a very interesting guest i i loved yeah, it's a prerogative <laughs> yeah it's a prerogative of uh, abhinandan and 
One of the first few stories that I did was an Olympic. There was an Olympic happening in 96 or 97. Mm, 96, Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, so I did a story on our... 92 con- was Barcelona. 90, Atlanta, I think, 96. Was oh, I love geeks on okay, a Okay, which, which... No, no, which, this is great. Whichever this is the stuff we should it know. was, basically, I was doing a story on its preparation. I had gone to the Sports Authority of India. And I remember uh, the uh, guys were complaining. You know, they, they had a Ukrainian coach, the judo team or something. And he said that... Um, you know i cannot train these people because they are supposed to have at least half a kilo of red meat every day and those days i had gone to the jawaharlal nehru stadium to interview him itni garmi 46 degrees ya kuch <laughs> and these guys they can't compete with the ukrainian russians they, they, they'll get one dhakka they'll fall down their diet is so pathetic then i interviewed the indian coach he said sir main hindi mein dunga nahi to meri baat samajh jayega he says ye bolte rehte hai ek kilo ek kilo meat khilao 
मर जाएंगे मेरे एथलीट या एसी तक नहीं है फोर्टी सेवन डिग्री में मैंने को एक किलो रेडमीट खिलाऊंगा गर्मियों में दिल्ली में या तो कश्मीर भेज के हमें ट्रेनिंग कराएं सो बेसिकली आई डिड दैट स्टोरी एंड आई मस्ट से इट्स विद गुड रीजन दैट वी डोंट रिली कवर स्पोर्ट्स इट्स क्वाइट डिप्रेस इट वॉज रिडिकुलस इनफैक्ट यू नो इट वॉज फकिंग इट वॉज अ सिक्स मिनट स्टोरी इट वॉज रिडिकुलस ऑन दिस आई रिमेंबर अभिनंदन कपिल देव आई थिंक इन इज ऑटोबायोग्राफी और बे बी वन ऑफ द आर्टिकल्स और समथिंग इज ही सेट दैट यू नो वैन ही वॉज इन नाइनटीन सेवेंटी एट ही वॉज इन दी you know during that era if you remember india used to open with spinners regularly mm. i mean not just on indian tracks but you know in they go to australia you know sardesai would be opening not uh, rajdeep sardesai but his dad okay. okay and other people you know spinners would be bishan bedi would be opening abid ali karsan uh, ghavri karsan ghavri and kapil dev in fact you know and karsan mm. ghavri of course before that yeah so kapil dev asked for uh, four extra rotis you know and the guy said kyun bhai kyun chahiye He said, "I'm a fast bowler. He's a fast bowler. Spinner, one spinner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, he'll eat it. Okay. So basically, so anyway, but uh, point taken. Uh, so Darshan, now it's not the same. We should do more in sports. Now maybe with Anand Vardhan here, he can focus more on that side of things. Then uh, the second point that is made in this email is the American election coverage before voting. That is was incomplete. Much of the time was dedicated to just describing what Donald Trump did. Once Anand, he's talking about Anand Ranganathan. who preferred bernie sanders over hillary clinton said the former's campaign was sabotaged but there was no elaboration you're right because we were running short of time we didn't give that much time to the american election maybe but we didn't we have an extra hafta yeah, extra that, something like that yeah but that was earlier we didn't have it in the just before the election we'd have the extra then coming we'll to we'll talk about the american elections next year i'm sure, sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> then coming to the amit media issue i am a tamilian who grew up in bengaluru the dose of bollywood means i am trilingual and it is something i'm proud of When I look at the coverage of the South in the news channels, I too am aghast, like Mr. Krish Ashok. But as Manisha said, even South Indians know nothing about the North. I accept that argument, but there is a need to place this in a certain context, and this nuance was lacking in your debate. It's not a big thing that Delhi media doesn't understand the South. India is too vast for everybody to understand everything. But the lack of importance and the lack of acknowledgement that there is something south of the Vindhyas too is what irks most people. Let me give you an example. There were floods in Chennai last year. It was news in Delhi only for two days. When Delhi gets three centimeter rainfall, the news sticker is deluge in Delhi. He's right. I I completely agree with you there. There have always been resistance to Hindi in these parts. So when RBI circulars, public sector job advertisements, etc., are all published only in Hindi and not in the respective local language, how should one feel? I studied at a journalism school, and there were students from all over India. I have even heard many complain. Why can't these auto drivers speak in Hindi? Why should they? and the indian express still uses bangalore for bengaluru whereas south indian newspapers include the one i work for uses gurugram as trivial as it may seem these are powerful symbols that people do get offended by finally he says in the last episode you asked everyone to name a language they would want to learn i was surprised that no one said kannada considering literature was the panelists main area of interest it has been greatly it has a great literary tradition and after hindi it has the most gyanpeeth award awardees My last words are reserved for Rangankul. I love listening to him because I don't know what I get. You guys Thank discussed you. about him not wanting a paywall. In an earlier episode, this is what he said: "Quote: If I start reading an article and after two paragraphs it says, 'Please subscribe to read the full piece,' I'll never go to the website again." Unquote. Keep up the good work, Sudarshan. Thank you, Sudarshan from the Hindu. I'm glad you listened to our podcast and found the time to write. We shall try to be more um, responsible in how we represent and cover the South and also sport. Coming to Gopi. Now tell me, um, what do you think of this entire TVF? I mean, if you haven't read much about it, I understand because maybe you are focusing on 
serious political uh, issues that is your beat but it became a big deal and i think it is something that is to be taken note of because we carried the pieces new media old media did you follow the story of this uh, the founder of tvf being accused of sexual harassment did you follow that story i have i just read it but uh, as far as this sexual harassment cases we don't know where the truth is right and uh, i have covered as a cub reporter this crime and other things so i should always prefer to keep quiet till during the trial we don't know what the victim says right i have seen so many victims much hyped cases mm. where victim in the trial court says reverse and the reporters who wrote for the victim became royal fools so i have uh, i so you basically hold your tongue on but, anything but, um, but intuition and uh, by forcefully if anybody does it's wrong it is unacceptable and in the workplaces there should be a decency and uh, there are some cases i am personally aware there are uh, manipulative cases there will be blackmailing issues but in, in your experience you 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 been a journalist yes, for how long gopi i uh, 94 onwards book and uh, let us uh, be the academic wise our first book was newsman's english now it is changed uh, harold devan said that now lot of women are landed so that word is not correct newsman's english is now changed to ed- english uh, essential english for editors and writers it is now changed so the change is there uh, 90s onwards the changes there so many women are coming and a uh, lot of uh, good material uh not so many women oriented stories are coming right That's good it is it's always good i had to even though i am a uh, my father of a girl child though she don't like the journalism i always pretend i cannot uh, support these people but i we have to be a little bit women centric and women orientation is always needed i There see should be a support is needed Okay, uh, DJ. Let me come to you on this because I know you have strong views on this. You had written I a blog. I do indeed. <laughs> fairly, uh, you know, the day this yeah, news broke, that. you can read the blog in the link below. Um, yeah, you tell me, um, you know, your view. Um, so I'd written a blog, but I also wrote an article for News Laundry, and uh, you can read both. Below. You can read both. Uh, it's it's also worth keeping in mind that the blog is entirely personal and it's not even trying to be fair and balanced and all those sorts of things and this uh, was on the same day that the it was literally started. on the day that this news started circulating um because the post basically what happened was that there was an anonymous post well a, there was a pseudonymous post that was put up on medium that alleged uh tvf ceo and founder arunab kumar had repeatedly sexually harassed one of his employees uh and this was the second case that had come to light as far as uh filmmaker apurva srani was concerned so he put it up on his twitter and because of that i think it started circulating quite widely oh, is that how it got yeah, traction yeah that was how it began okay 
at least as far as i know i had i found it from apoorv's uh, twitter timeline and within a couple of hours it had circulated quite widely and the immediate responses that i was seeing was that oh they're all anonymous if if you have a case why don't you file it and let's not assume that because this person has saying it it's true hmm. essentially questioning this allegation now and here's the difference right between the article that i wrote and the blog post that i wrote right in the article also the article has the benefit of coming out after 24 hours so by that time there were at least 15 more people who had come out and uh posted similar allegations there were people who had uh, put their names to the allegations as well but um but the article is far more i i would like to believe at least far less personal whereas the blog post was really a very personal plea to not consider every victim with doubt mm. which is something that i think we find that a victim's statement whether they're anonymous or whether they're putting their name on it we constantly question that whereas the harasser/company which is how it generally turns out their statement is taken at face value right away so when the company says this has not happened or we will conduct an investigation it's immediately assumed that ha huh, of course investigation will happen right or if they're saying that no it didn't happen no it didn't happen the same scrutiny is not directed and that is a basic gender bias that i feel we have in society sure and also if i can just add to that uh, dj you see this this whole controversy very quickly took a lot of political uh, yes. opinionated uh, uh, you know overtones and undertones in okay. the sense i'm not aware the, of this what, there, there what were a lot of people who were actually supporting and being disdain disdain disdainful of the uh, pseudonymous or how do you say it? pseudonymous pseudonymous uh, you know accuser or what accuser yeah mm. the same guys i remember maybe a year ago you remember there's there's a girl who actually wrote uh, again an anonymous blog about a judge yes mm. and yes. it was in yes. news for ganguly. a week justice ganguly it was right, against right right so same guys who were supporting the girl then were actually uh, against this uh, and why is that now. what is the politics and where is that girl now where is Indeed, that girl where now? is that girl now yeah, she is yes, 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 now he may i know the case Mm-hmm. she mailed to delhi police she is very busy and she don't uh, so she is traveling five emails delhi police center she now says she don't want to complain and at the end of the day she became a blackmailer she actually uh, mamta banerjee and everybody wanted to kick out uh, strict judge ganguly from the human rights chairman post and they obtained through this uh, supari activity but was that the only that- uh, accusation against justice ganguly or were there more she actually what happened uh, the gang uh, and ganguly uh, she he came for a uh, there was a crucial case which is called that kolkata uh, football clubs some arbitration cases there and he is supposed to be the arbitrator and somebody wanted to do mock on him no no i'm saying was came. this the only accusation against him or like mr pachori no, there were no, several no, accusations what is the accusation she was working with uh, uh here in the limeridian hotel he uh, asked her this today is christmas you are a christian you are not celebrating it's a christmas eve december 24 and he gave her uh, the so uh, so what you are saying is there there's some political so sorry. beautiful uh, i i would then she just walk off that's all uh, no here's the thing that i 
the whole idea of the, uh, this woman having uh, filed the complaints just to harass as a kind of blackmailing um, thing, I have not seen that being proven. Hmm. And this is exactly what I mean. We will we will accept a supposition that a woman was blackmailing in order to be a political tool. But the other way, but the, the other way, we won't accept. This is what we tend to do as a society. Yeah, I mean, recently Manu Joseph wrote a piece for Huffington Post. I think um, uh, a women in Taj Hotel group. Yes, he didn't and, name. And after Ganguly, these gang tried on Sodandra Kumar, but Sodandra Kumar. Uh, trash them like anything. He fought them legally. Where is that girl and where is that officer now? Okay. Where is the media organizations? Then he uh, threatened with a defamation counter case. Okay, one sec. No girl, yeah. One sec, Gopi. Uh, Vardhan was just completing a point. Huh? Go ahead. Yes, uh, uh, means uh, Manu wrote a piece for Huffington Post on behalf of a lady who, uh, in the, uh, Taz Hotel Group hmm. who was harassed by the CEO. CEO and uh, later when this Ratan Tata and uh, Cyrus uh, Mystery spat uh, that came in public it was uh, he was also dragged in, in okay. Cyrus was and uh, uh, lady was uh, also advised to uh, not play it up basically uh, play it up and uh, somehow so that that is all. one thing is that uh, with uh, uh, its relevance to media is that uh, media um, in surveys uh, point out that media along with uh, private banks have most uh, gender uh, most uh, means gender representation right uh, is uh, more somehow equal means sure. uh, basically like manufacturing other no. industries it's a lot more wall street it's ridiculously one side uh, once it's an, it's not very much skewed in the f in favor of male or some but in numbers maybe but also what is the kind of jobs because we've done one you know by and large the the managing editors the senior jobs are with um, men and even in wall street when they did it all the secretarial position with the men with the women yes. but the I mean, I've been, you know, in this space for the last 20, 21 years as well. Uh, and I mean, I can say confidently, and I would have taken names, but I don't want to because the other people involved won't want those names taken. Uh, I have seen, uh, you know, inappropriate behavior at workplaces uh, been hushed up because um, it was a male-led organization. And the girl, in any case, is on the back foot because her parents, because the background she's from, her parents don't want her to work. It's too forward a thing to do, especially in a news organization. So if she would make this a big deal, her chances of working were done. Zero. Because then they'd say, Aise hota hai, tum mat. I have seen that happen. I have seen men get away with a lot. Uh, at the same time, I agree with Gopi, there are cases, and I'm aware of such cases as well, where it is not, I mean, it is basically you're trying to get even because of something else. Uh, they have been... You know, means it's such a, all. Uh, means it. It may be a cliché line to say, but uh, sexual harassment has less to do with sex than it has to do with power. Absolutely. Means uh, what the third uh, third wave feminism believes that uh, personal is political. When you make it personal, that it's a personal matter, let us settle. The power structures that shape such a harassment, you don't pay attention to. Then you don't challenge those. I, I completely agree with you, but. I think uh, the, the the point to be made is how you react to it has a lot to do with whether you're a guy or a girl. So I get where the Panjana comes from and where I come from. It's going to be very different positions. But as far as the coverage of this is concerned, I think what really blew it up for TVF was their response. 
you know because yeah. the original when i read the original post and i'll tell you honestly i reacted as a man i said theek hai maybe it's possible maybe it's not possible but i will not condemn what's his name arun kumar um, arunab 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 arun kumar vichara has written on black money Sorry, and has arun nothing kumar. to do Sorry. with sexual so, so i would not say okay the guy is guilty you know i i can understand but but when the reaction came their official statement then i said they've just shot themselves on the foot no my favorite was uh, when they uh, when arunab kumar's interview to midday came out uh, yeah. sorry mumbai mirror came out and his essential explanation for having uh, sidled up to a, a w- colleague someone who was doing a project with them for a couple of days uh, sidling up to her and telling her that she has a sexy tattoo baby was that i'm heterosexual i'm single i found her attractive tabhi main single hu yaar मैं साल ही लाइन ही नहीं बोल सकता आल्सो सिंगल सो इट्स नॉट वर्क फॉर हिम चलो देन आई एम फीलिंग लेस बैड थैंक यू गोपी फॉर जॉइनिंग अस थैंक यू गोपी फॉर गोपी हैज टू कैरी ऑन बिकॉज ही हैज एन ऑफिस टू अटेंड टू वील कैरी ऑन अ हफ्ता वी हैव टू मच टू डिस्कस जस्ट टू ऐड टू दिस अभी देन व्हाट यू वर सेइंग आई मीन द रिस्पांस वाज जस्ट shocking that is what i think and did them in and it was the most you see this is the thing it's a company with uh, 270 crore market share or whatever yeah, it valuation. was valuation valuation yeah. they raised valuation. about 62 crores right whatever mm-hmm. it was as if drafted by maybe arunab or you know do teen ladke aa gaye aur chal bhai raat ko moofali kha rahe hain aur this has to be done it was like as if no lawyer was involved not the language was, was insensitive the response yeah. not just in terms of the actual statement what has followed after that in efforts to uh, discredit the anonymous post and effectively root for um, tvf have been horrific there was that statement then there was one person who put up a reddit thread saying that another comedian groped me and then said oh actually he didn't yeah, then yes, it became ridiculous then, then there was down. another one that came out today where there was a fake medium post that was started uh, the first one was by someone called who called themselves indian fowler This one was called Indium a Fowler EK, and they said that uh, somebody else has done all of this, and the TVF is fake. And then it just became false. It just became. It's just become ridiculous now. But as it stands right now, am I correct in saying fifty women have come forward? Yes. I mean that is like. Is no, that right? Fifty. Yes. Five zero. But not. Uh, I mean, most of these are anonymous. And let's how, be clear. In all fairness, how many of them have? I know. I read that Facebook post of one Rima Sengupta. Yes. Who said that I'm not afraid to name yes. myself. How many people have actually come forward and are willing to take ownership? Well, of that's another thing, right? It's worth keeping in mind that Rima Sen Gupta is the founder of her own company, so she doesn't feel like she's in a vulnerable position because okay. she comes out and says this. Those who are working elsewhere, they will have very different reactions. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there are a lot here, of cases. If I can actually say something, I don't know, mm. politically incorrect or mm. controversial, mm. which is that if a company had the Vishaka. guidelines set up hmm. right. which i think they are saying they did hmm. Hmm. then i would say it is as i say you know it could be i apologize in you know in advance if you know don't take it the other way but if something like this happens and if there is a uh, a guideline already set up redressal mechanism use that okay know? two things right yeah. about vishakha mm-hmm. first of all i'm not sure whether they actually had a vishakha Oh, committee well that's against the law then isn't uh, it it is but uh, the fact of the matter is that 
a lot of companies scramble to make it seem, I know for a fact a lot of media companies scramble to make it seem like they had Vishakha committees set up, but they hadn't until the Tarun Tejpal case blew right. up in everyone's I faces, mean, was, right? Yeah. So until and unless something like this happens, a lot of people don't have Vishakha committees, uh, which is, by the way, illegal and you need to if you have more than 10 employees. So please do this if you have a company and you're in India. Um, the other thing, though, which is what Abhinandan and I were chatting about the other day, the Vishakha committee, while I would highly recommend someone try that form of redressal because it is a formal um, process, it's not one that is victim-friendly, by the way, because the board that will look into your complaint is either management or management uh, supported. The external member is also chosen by the management. Leaving aside the external member, because let's say they are not impacted and they do come in as a sort of unbiased or whatever neutral point of view, the management will in all likelihood support the person who is senior, right? As opposed to, and classically in sexual harassment cases, someone who is senior harasses someone who is junior the chances of a management turning around and saying, yeah, we'll, we'll support the minion over you, very low, realistically. Yeah, but, but that really depends I mean, on that's how That's a it's very fair point. But no. what I like to say is that, you know, the, the accusation right now, uh, again, I don't want to be insensitive because I was, you know, I, my first thing is to, you know, not disbelieve the victim. But I'm saying is it would hold much more credence if you go to uh, an already redressal mechanism that's already set up. And if that mechanism does not yeah, then uh, you say because you know, then you then go the public company, and then, then you the company will be liable for right. You see, the thing is, the there has to be self preservation for the company also. While I get what you're saying, the Panjnab, it's not the best, it's not an ideal mechanism, but in the current environment, it Agreed. is the best because it it'll consists of people, for example, our own Vishaka committee, mm -hmm. uh, DJI unit, yes, okay, you're on it, Shruti's on it, there's yes, so and we are just we have 25 odd people. So it is people from across the departments mm -hmm. and, you know, hierarchies. So if, say, you know, someone were to behave inappropriately, let's say I were to behave inappropriately, I am liable. And if the Vishal committee says, okay, Nikku's a jerk, he's done X, Y, Z. And if I were to try to silence it, I could actually lose you know potentially, power, potentially. so what I'm saying is it can happen yeah, yeah. no I do agree that if <laughs> you I have agree, a system it's not ideal but, but yeah. yeah but the larger an organization I feel the it's more it's essential yeah I, and the more possible is it it is to then you know reduce management control because see unfortunately I know of cases at least in one uh, reputed newspaper company where one employee had filed a complaint with Vishaka against their superior mm. and uh, while the complaint was accepted the submission was accepted a couple of months after that she was let go of okay so now yeah, that's a problem. now you I can agree. of course turn around and say maybe I had nothing to do with that I complaint no, that that I'm, I completely agree with you that no one wants to hire a troublemaker whether guilty innocent that's a problem and that's very sad sorry Vardhan you had something to add no, means this uh, this distrust has also uh, means uh, played out in a different way. M many lawyers, for example, many doctors are uh, very reluctant to hire means uh, female staff. I, I I personally know many advocates uh, have said this to me that uh, they don't 
prefer hiring them now because so this uh, is my this, point this has somehow also because if you have a woman she will imagine that oh you were trying to harass her no 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 i am not saying no no what i don't mean you're saying this what they said you know, to me exactly that that's has, my point it has a, uh, somehow means uh, it has put us uh, very um, contaminated uh, seed of suspicion in the professional space that is what they say hmm. means uh, the professional space has become heavy with suspicions and with so that it's a bit like i, I mean i don't know maybe a gross generalization but i remember 15 years ago i would glad, gladly stop my car and you know for a hitchhiker Huh. I don't do that now yeah. because there have been cases where you know uh, untoward incidents have happened. Sure. And, you know, so and yeah, safety has gone down. And, I, I and, and, and in everyday say everyday travel, I am a metro traveler. I am now extra cautious of being at least sixty uh, centimeters away from a lady traveler. <laughs> so, I worry so, about uh, you guys. Before you didn't want to keep a little distance. <laughs> Strange, y'all are. Huh? Lady traveler, that, because you uh, never know. Park. Because you never know which way it would go. Negotiate. No, here's crowd. the thing. No, but here's the thing. In a crowd. um there was recently a case which i'd written about in the blog because uh, chitranshu actually alerted me to this and it was a horrifying case of this young woman who'd gone for a concert yeah okay? i saw that and uh she came ba- and there was somebody who'd been bumping against her it was a crowd she didn't think anything of it at that point of time came back yes, to find semen stains oh god okay oh. now the thing is um a crowd and your being pushed against somebody we all get that man woman alike when the good touch bad touch thing is real okay sure. it's as simple as that i, I agree with you crowd, but how do you never know yeah, yeah but you know the thing is i i do um, i i do get what anand and ananda saying <laughs> and i and i also understand deepanjana's outrage at that although it's very muted but i i can visualize what's happening in her head but you know I, i'll tell you this dj uh, as I um you know as as a man you do tend to be more careful that doesn't mean earlier you were a serial molester going around grabbing and groping <laughs> everyone you one wasn't but one and maybe one should be i mean I, i don't think it's a bad thing but it is i think an honest admission of every man that today you will be 10 times more careful i mean you know i don't interview anyone alone i ask you to come and join me hmm even if you're not required so i always say please <laughs> dj come and do the interview i don't interview anyone alone no but here's the thing now, it's um, like early i'd call them alone and pata nahi nikku kaise interview karta hai ab ab dj ko mera i don't want to be alone I we have just lost be... half of our applications who are hoping to get like a one on one with avanandan <laughs> but no but that's look, probably because you are scared of being molested <laughs> that could also be but no no it, my point is not that you should not be careful okay my point is not that uh, you should assume that somebody else will be uh i don't know a uh, gropy as the word that i'm going to go with um if there is a paranoia amongst somebody women particularly of being groped by someone who is rubbing up against them it is because you will not find a single woman in this country who has been on public transport and not been groped i, I completely agree with you so our experiences are making us react the way we do just as your experiences exactly. are making you react the way you yep. are but 
there has to be a healthy balance where you don't dismiss the other person's Absolutely. reaction as are irrational which we don't in a society which traditionally has been skewed the other way where yeah dismissal has I been i mean the- all societies yeah this is not unique to us there is not a society in this world outside of some possible amazon cultures perhaps where the balance is not skewed it's a, isn't it a bit uh, i don't know maybe it's a uh ridiculous analogy but a bit like the dowry case you know if you if somebody accuses you then it's a non non available yeah. thing and at the same time there the are yeah. correct speaking of the good touch bad touch paranoia non paranoia agents of ish which is one of my favorite sites started by documentary filmmaker paramita vora has a primer about the ishq move versus the dick move I the see. ishq move does not have to be a dick move okay. gentlemen please to read so you please read that that's a recommendation I'll just read an email from Divya Swaminathan. Dear NL team, last week NL Hafta 110 was really good. It was so good I heard it back to back twice and then again after a span of two days. Maza gaya. I'm a subscriber from Irvine, California, and the truth is I no longer get to hear good Hindi, something I crave. हमारी sorry to interrupt हमारी NRI audience काफी काफी है I think अभी नंदन आपको मोदी जी की तरह थोड़ा सा बाहर travel करके आऊँ ना थोड़ा सा और समय के लिए पैसे भेजो तो मैं जाऊँ नहीं तो ऐसे क्या unreserved तो चलता नहीं था चले जाता I loved Mr. Duvedi's insight and his language was a delight. If possible, please bring him on again. Now moving on to the main purpose of my email, Science Desk. I will not mention how a few world-class scientists have gotten in touch with NL, and a Science Desk is in the works. Yes, it is. Uh, Divya, uh, full disclosure: I am not a world-class scientist, but I am an earnest one. I would like to be part of this effort if there is an opportunity available for me. Of course, there is, Divya. Most certainly, there is an opportunity available. I have not done any popular science writing in the past but I'm eager to get started there is a lot about science and academic life that needs to be communicated a little about myself I'm a physicist by training my bachelor's and master's are in physics from Delhi university my phd is in computational biophysics from Ohio university following which I have joined the neuroscience department of university of california urban oh then I'm not so sure <laughs> <laughs> Then sorry, you're not my class. Arey, Arey Devya, you you had me at I'm a physicist. <laughs> my highest score in physics was an E, and I was 15. E was right after, right before failing, basically. So yeah. So my own personal interest is in writing about the history of science, in particular about the contribution of unsung women scientists. Very nice, Devya. Absolutely, you must do that. Women who did formidable work in times gone by. Times unanimously considered hostile to women. I think, as a working woman today, there is quite a bit to be learned from stories that come from 30 to 40 years ago. Also, World War II produced terrific scientists. Something I would like to write about: adversity honed their science and changed the course of their research in ways we have got to be grateful for. In physics, there is the story of Gordon Gold, G-O-U-L-D. As a PhD student, it struck him. how what was to be laser could be made to work and coined the famous acronym lasers went on to change our world but gold spent 38 years of his life fighting with the united states patent and trademark office to obtain a patent for laser and related technologies in science things are not kosher some people spend their entire academic life fighting for credit they rightly deserve another story is one of mirror neurons the arch is as follows scientists discover something potentially interesting they participate willingly in sensationalizing the result before you know it popular science article and fancy ted talks claim mns are responsible for everything human language empathy culture and wait for it civilization after 15 years another scientist comes along to decide to read the original paper 
I will save the rest for the story for the piece I will write for you. But you can guess where this goes. Wow, this is really interesting. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Um, you know, I I think Devya, you will write. Devya goes on to tell us that NL Sena she'd like to contribute for, but 10k is a bit much. And as academics, no matter how much they love NL, there's an affordability problem. We really appreciate this. As long as you're a subscriber, good enough. We value your support and involvement, and we look forward to having you on our science desk. I will mail you, and then I'll speak with you. You can start writing immediately. And um, the rest, she says that she'd, you know, uh, like to crunch data. And if we have any data crunching tasks, she'd be happy to help us. Oh my God! Thank you so much. My heart is beating faster already. This my is my heart is beating because we have because because this is something that we really have problems with in our office. Yeah, because I can't count. I <laughs> I'm I have half a brain. It's the non-numerical side. Spellings are fine. Addition is a nightmare. So yeah. So thanks, Divya. You will hear from us soon, and you are on our science desk as of now. I will uh, speak with you next week. Thank you. Uh, ha. Now coming to this entire. Okay, this is my rant. Anand and Anand know my political dispensation, and how my immediate my things rise when I see stuff like Jai Shri Ram, and you know. As Modi entered Parliament, there was Modi, Modi, Jai Shri Ram. How would our commentary, commentators, who be out there, react if some Muslim had swept a state and there was Allahu Akbar being chanted when he entered the assembly? Or secondly, Tejender Bagga being made this thing. You know, when I heard, I'll be honest, when I heard Modi and Amit Shah's speech, I think this was Modi's best speech yet. Yeah. It's what a statesman like. Exactly, it showed badappan. You know what is badappan? Otherwise, no matter how thundering his majority, his speeches also they showed a chutpan. Arey sab itte gande sattar saal se we were ashamed to be Indian. You're standing in a foreign country telling Indians we are ashamed to be Indian. Like seriously, and that was okay. Every speech of his was demonstrated a pettiness, and I always called it out. This was his first speech that showed. But upon that, I am big enough to absorb any criticism that comes my way and work for everybody. And even Amit Shah, surprisingly, even though he eats gajar ka parathas, <laughs> it was <coughs> it was a really good speech. But after that, Tejinder Bagga, this Padmavati set being burned down, Bareilly posters, Muslims should leave this this thing. Jai Shri Ram in Parliament. I have a feeling they said this is our base. We got to keep our base happy. Without them, we are nothing. And at the same time, I have to now start sounding little statesman-like. Someone who may not be as prejudiced as I am, does any of this make you uncomfortable? Let's start with Vardhan, then we'll go to Ranga, then we'll go to DJ. Yeah, it does not, uh, and it does. It does not because uh, whether it is coming from the prime minister, we don't know. Means uh, prime minister is uh, overseeing all this. is just a matter of conjecture means uh, prime minister cannot oversee all this so uh, there can be elements who are fringe enough which media wants to uh, somehow classify as the mainstream because it uh, suits their narrative now uh, as uh, i think sir vishnathan had pointed out in his uh, one of his most perceptive pieces after modi's victory in 2014 how modi defeated liberal, liberals like me 
So, <laughs> sorry, I had to laugh. <laughs> Put that liberal in quotes for heaven's yes. sake. It's Shiv Vishwanathan. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, he said that uh, the political discourse, uh, the mainstream political discourse in the media, was uh, so uncomfortable for the middle class religious, uh, religiously inclined people that they felt uncomfortable because they wanted to say something but they thought that the educated people don't speak like this. Mm. So we should uh, somehow speak in a language which is acceptable to the liberal elite. Now that distance, Modi somehow smashed that distance and he made that kind of language as mainstream as that of the liberal elite. So uh, if that kind of, I think uh, it's a cathartic political movement for that those kind of suppressed voices in the national discourse. In which case you'd say it's temporary? Nothing to be worried about? No, if people are, ex means to see identity politics as detached from the political discourse in this country is fallacious. Identity politics is very much in, in, integral to India's political discourse. It has been sidetracked for far too long. If it is here and people are talking in that language, it is that we are getting real. Hmm. Anand. But no, I, you know, a couple of, I think I, Anand, Anand Vardhan has made some excellent points there, but I'll just like to add to that, which is that there seems to be this tremendous disconnect between the reality of what India is and what some op-ed columnists or, you know, academicians or scholars would like to believe it is. Now, you know, as late as last week, uh, we had Professor Guha lamenting the passing away of a secular state. That is ridiculous. India has never been secular. He writes such obituaries too many times. No, but, you know, disregarding the fact that, you know, it is Professor Guha, yes. he's not the exception. Almost everyone likes to believe that India is a secular state. I've been crying from the rooftops. It is not. The constitution itself is not secular. So Indira Gandhi may have introduced this word secular, but Congress, BJP, it's basically it's a plural state. We pander to every religion. And, uh, you know, nowadays you see pandering to Hinduism more, but it's not just BJP that is pandering. People have pandered to all religions. I mean, you see, you saw that when you have uh, the commissioning of Tejas. Okay, we had um, uh, this breaking of the coconut and chanting of hymns and havan wagera. So I, I, put, I put that on and I said, look, this is what, uh, you know, make no mistake and don't be foolish to consider India as a secular state. Then somebody said, well, how about this photo? And they were like, you know, 10, <laughs> 10 clerics and there was this, you know, Allahu Akbar and all that in front of Tejas. The whole point is that we are not secular. Now, if you go by that definition, then a lot of the anger you know, actually kind of melts away. If, you, if your premise is that there has to be a complete separation of state and church, then you can get eyed up and, you know, riled up by a lot of things that happen. But when you know it is not the case, in fact, it's far from it. Okay, there is a, actually an intertwining of state with religion in our country to the extent that we get thousands of crores of tax yeah, money from that's, temples. That, that's on the point I so was making. Is, I was, what the point, sorry, DJ, go ahead before I tell you what point I was making. I don't think it's about whether the state is secular or not, as in this conversation. Um, I think you make a very good argument for this not being a secular state ever. But the issue is that there are, there are certain elements that 
that we we are constantly referring to them as fringe elements right, right. who okay. uh, threaten a certain kind of discourse a certain certain kind of violence upon those who disagree with them absolutely right absolutely. um now this has been considered fringe because we have assumed that is not the mainstream and the main voice what we hear from uh, people like narendra modi and amit shah when they are giving these good speeches is that uh, is sticking to that perception of the mainstream voice however there is a tacit support at the very least to what these fringe elements are doing and threatening um in case of padmavati we actually have and i love the irony of this the social justice and empowerment minister if you please saying that even if padmavati is released in the state it will be screened before members of the karni sena and other knowledgeable members of society from whom we will invite objections to the movie you basically don't want this to happen yeah, at all so it does not matter how much of an effort this um this team has done to appease your uh, your constituency in this case i th- i don't think i mean for me there are two points that are slightly worrying one is that there is a disconnect between the leaders and the foot soldiers and that makes me wonder whether the leaders can actually control the foot soldiers when they go on a rampage for instance we do not know in case of padmavati just yesterday that is on wednesday their sets in kolhapur were burnt down hmm. uh, officially there has been no arrest made about They this masked men masked men uh, rajput karni sena apparently on tv said that yeah we'll take responsibility for this lovely the man was wearing a beret because you know that's what shows you he's a rajput um now here's the thing if this has happened truly with the support of the karni sena or because the karni sena somehow organized this and the social justice and empowerment minister of rajasthan backs that outfit to the point of saying that a completely legal organization will not be able to put across their creative work without their approval what does it tell me it tells me that the people who are leading have no control over their foot soldiers sorry i i was just if i can add you know i th- th- what dipanjana has just said was going to be my second point and she's illustrated it very well if i can just add to that when this whole fringe thing started if you remember one and a half years ago or something like that you know this fringe 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 and i would i would outrage on it and i would actually ask you why the hell doesn't i, I think if i remember it right the in the jnk assembly uh, a few uh, mlas were beaten up or thrashed by the Uh, bjp uh, mm, mm. jammu this thing so why the hell doesn't narendra modi condemn them and incident after incident started happening okay and he never condemned if you remember the shiv sena blackened the face of um some guy who was about to launch a pakistani Sidhiran right okay mm. so he has never condemned them once very abstractedly you know and like well do not believe whatever you hear you know something mm. like it was almost like you know but he will not take it on with the bull yeah, by the gentle, horns gentle yeah smack on the wrist kind of a thing so and these things have happened and i'm uh, let me qualify this it is not just narendra modi or the bjp it is almost every party but the point is and, and this was uh, dipanjana here is where i agree with you and i was going to make that point i hold him complicit it is his responsibility if his mla is thrashing someone being violent on the floor of the assembly and you're quiet about it 
it's your responsibility i will hold you responsible so i hold narendra modi responsible the eco chambers are like this now what they will say is that if uh, salman rushdi was not allowed to speak at J- jaipur Li- literature festival mm. and if uh, taslima nasreen wrecks up uh, the minority issues in bangladesh mm. now uh, will you be comfortable mm. and uh, will a similar film on profit or something like that mm. will you uh, be comfortable with that now minorities in this country even if fringe they they are not scattered they will they constitute a vote bank and uh, the majority community talks in these terms that these are fringe these are mainstream they are the fringe is the mainstream so uh his uh, whatever be the right wing uh, think tank it senses it that even the f- uh, thought process of the fringe is what the uh, it's a vote bank it may be scattered that is their line of thought now it can play up that victimhood in the other way that is so you're saying it can play the victimhood among the majority yes. and that is what That is, right. but yeah. that sense of victimhood i think plays a huge part in the kind of political success that bjp has enjoyed yes that is, that is the point i am yeah. earlier that and anand has made a very burden is a very perceptive point that this sense of victimhood is what actually drives most of the modern right wing yes or any right america wing. you say you know sense of victimhood right because that, that is your most base so um fine we'll wind up on that i i mean i just want to wind up because i'm holding like, the mic like the other topic that was for discussion about the fatwa being uh, uh, not fatwa yeah the non fatwa now, now it, it uh, the i had uh, a facebook conversation with uh, aruna on this the writer of that yes, scroll piece yes yes now the now the point of institutionalizing the disapproval of her musical concert now it may not be a formal sanction like a fatwa technical yeah. that is getting into it's a case i i thought was uh, that's a case of nitpicking the technicalities of it but will the mainstream liberal medias be similarly tolerant about technicalities if the it technicalities if it was a fringe hindu group Hmm. will it say that uh, it was not uh, the the sankracharya didn't say that so, so 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 i think one of the major differences that does come up and i completely agree that there is a tendency there has been rather traditionally a tendency to support certain technicalities over other technicalities it's a power dynamic but when you have a ruling party or ruling dispensation that supports the so called fringe it stops being fringe no it's not only the question of the current uh, like, government uh, in assam or something means this is a general tendency means if some uh, means some call from a cleric comes he is he is discredited he is not a very important voice among muslim community but some fringe if, if some fringe hindu groups do that means this is what people so see so this is my yeah. this is my problem again with the padmavati case in particular being a great example uh, but when the karni sena first came up with its objections this was jodha akbar actually the first time they showed up nobody took them seriously everyone dismissed them not taking them seriously proved to be an utterly idiotic thing to do because today padmavati has cinder for tech uh, for set 
Yeah, I mean, but also I do think uh, I wouldn't make the same equivalences that you're making because I think there is a certain uh, responsibility uh, of a government when that you're. That is not what I, uh, our what I think. What people, how people see it like this. How people react. You're saying how a regular reader reacts to it. If I but, can but, add thirty seconds, Abhinandan, hmm. which is that we've had this. We, you know, basically, it's harping to the same thing of intolerance. And mm. you know what I've been saying, that India has always been intolerant. It is dependent upon you on which day you bring up which intolerance and you discuss which intolerance. And I can now I can. It is so obvious now, and it was it was made obvious by the RSS CPM. Uh, you know, tit for tat murders in Kerala. Yes, that the right wing will only talk of the RSS people murdered, and the CPM will only talk of the CPM people murdered. Sure, they will never talk of you know what they have been doing. Thirty eight people CPM has killed, and fifty four people RSS has killed. So I liken it to a chess clock, the intolerance chess clock. So today, uh, a Muslim cleric has you know slapped the chess clock. Okay, so all the Hindu right wing is going to go oh, look at what has happened. This tomorrow, khatak another slap by uh, you know uh, a right wing uh, uh, beef or whatever, and the uh, you know the uh, the other side would. It is a continuous game. Very few people would condemn both, and this is the problem in the media. You see, if you do not condemn both, you are actually taking sides. You're not being you know. So unless that goes away, yes, there is a perception that the uh, that the mainstream media has rested its intellectual eligibility on condemning the majority and uh, being lenient. But about it's majorities. not that you know. If I can just add ten seconds to that, it's not just that the uh, right wing media or the right wing people are not culpable at all. They equally and this RSS thing brings out, yeah. uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just unbelievable. I have never seen them condemning. A CPM murder—it's astonishing, and I've I've done, and you know, only I think Ulaik is one person who's actually who wrote this you know amazing article in Open, who said that look, guys, this is uh, both ways. Sure, mm-hmm. you know, please. Okay, on that note, we'll wind up for today. This this subject is never going to end, and I don't think we'll ever agree on this. Oh, but if we have two minutes to discuss one thing, I I don't know how we. It <laughs> was me. not in the list. I forgot. Tell me. Sorry, are we over the time? Then no, we can. Go, no, go you ahead. know, this new maternity bill has mm-hmm. come in. And uh, so this is basically is taking you know India is allowing twenty six weeks hmm. as maternity leave. Hmm. We've discussed uh, this earlier when Did it we, was in discussion. When it was in discussion, and that was when Abhinandan oh, had made when, that very good oh, point yeah, that yeah, this is going to okay. encourage discrimination among right. okay, employers. Okay. I had said that right. I had said that we sh- it should be both ways because then it will not disincentivize. But at that people. point of time, I did not have the data that it came out hmm. when I which searched for it, which is that scientific data has come out. Uh, uh, very credible about uh, you know uh, low-income group countries, and they found that for every extra month of maternity leave, the infant mortality rate falls by 13 percent. Wow! So when a lot of people say that, look, this is a business decision, business houses will be not pleased, and you know, kind of thing. I, I again go back again and again to the social it's a basic Darwinism human thing. value yes, decision, man. It is That's a health-based amazing. decision. And I applaud the government for it. And Damn it is, straight. And it, it is it is a pity that a lot of right wing, uh, which is intrinsically probably business minded, capitalist or whatever, are not just taking this, giving credence to this at all. It's a pity. Because human value yeah. is, doesn't matter. Okay. Thank you, Anand. Vardhan. Thank you, Anand Thanks. Ranganathan. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you non-Anand. <laughs> non-Anand, the only non-Anand on the panel. Please have your suggestions ready. I'm giving my suggestion. My recommendation for the week is uh, Professor Kumar's book. You can see my interview with him 
it's a really short book it's about 132 pages you can you know read it in one or two sittings but it really uh, it clarifies the black money funda really well and really clearly you know as they say if you don't understand something well enough you can't explain it simply enough and the better you understand it the simpler your explanation uh, i would highly recommend people read that i i had to read that because i was interviewing him but i'm glad i did uh, anand your recommendation anand yeah i would like to recommend something which is quite interesting and controversial which is uh, lately a, a lot many articles are been written on this uh, one appeared in la times and another one appeared in the independent and they based on this work which was published i think last year in um, chemical biology which is a very reputed journal which is saying that non religiousness um directly relate, relates to increased altruism which is to say that uh, atheist parents bring up their children much better oh yes a lot of people so, have shared this on my timeline <laughs> hmm. so i don't know what to make of it but they say that uh, children of atheists they are more altruistic they um, they have more empathy they have so i i don't know i don't know but read that and make your own judgment personally i feel it's too early to uh, not enough data not enough data to kind of say that uh, but let's see it's interesting um i would like to recommend amitav kumar's being indian in trump's america which is an essay he's written for new yorker Um like most New Yorker essays it reads beautifully. Uh it is also I'm pretty certain we all know exactly what he's going to say. Hmm. You are not going to be disappointed if that is how you think. <laughs> if that is not how you think you will be disappointed I suppose. But uh you know the thing is that Amitav Kumar is one of those people who uh speaks to a lot of people before he starts writing. So you get a sense of the I don't know the humanity of it as well, as it were. Plus he's the author who's come up with one of the best um titles for a book I've come across which is a terrorist who hid a bomb in the crook of his arm. <laughs> Amitav also has this thing of saying that he's he will bring the Bihar brigade to literature and which more part of him. What would Mr. Vardhan recommend to our subscribers? Uh, I think uh, there is an article by David Bolson in the Spectator that why liberals think the way they think and the fault lies in their education. Mm. So, so, <laughs> there we go. I so, think Anand Vardhan just firmly put me in my place with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, fault, uh, so it, I think it's a very perceptive piece. He dissects uh, the f- fashionable liberals uh, very well. So uh oh, I will read it because so. I'm accused of being a fashionable <laughs> often. And then maybe we'll have a uh, a separate podcast discussing the liberal and the conservative divide but for now thank you all for joining us thank pleasure you. as always. All of you listening in uh the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta. Do top up the NL Sena projects please so that we can do those stories. God knows those stories are needed if you are a god believer. And if you're atheist, then you know those stories are needed because you are your own god. We will see you again next week with the hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. We hope you had a happy holy. We did. Thank you. Goodbye. Govinda ala re ala zaramatti sambal brijbala. Govinda ala re. News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. 
help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.